is a podcast featuring active service members discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discussion advice. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host, Gunny G. We got a special guest, uh, Garrett Burns. Say hello, Garrett. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my phone call. I appreciate it. I know I got you where you're in uh, Aloha weather at the beach, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's nice. 78 degrees here at the beach right now. Must be nice, dog. It's rainy, gloomy, and cold over here in Washington, dog. I know. I grew up there. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm, I'm getting pale every day. <laughs> hey, but thank you for taking my phone call, man. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we got we got a little bit of a little snippet, a little episode, a little season of adversity and resilience. We got to be real. We got to be honest. We got to be uh, transparent with the listeners. Uh, Garrett, can you share a little bit about your experience in terms of duty stations, challenges, and difficulties at that duty station? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been, I would say, across the spectrum. I would say, um, my first duty station, I got to Twenty Nine Palms in two thousand eight. Um, I checked into 3rd Combat Engineer Battalion um, during the spike of, you know, of Afghanistan starting up and then backing down from Iraq. So uh, first duty station was, it was, it was tough. Um, I got married right out of the schoolhouse, Been married ever since to my wife. Uh, we just had our 15-year anniversary. Um so the de- all the deployments, the combat deployments, training in and out of the field was was quite taxing. Yeah, was that was that the worst one of them all in your in your fifteen years? Um, it's it's weird to say because you know getting older, maturing, and you know building your resi- resiliency, and you know getting thicker skin and different times and you know having kids put stressors in place as well so i wouldn't say it was the hardest uh, it was just different it was different times and different friction being in place mm, interesting so you talked about deployments man uh, can you get a little bit more specific in terms of hardship and encounters uh, with you and your wife with the family dynamic with you being a new marine and how did those challenges impact you both professionally and uh, personally? Excuse me. So, joining the Marine Corps, I just i i needed to, i needed to get away and join something that was bigger than me. Um, so, ironically, I'm an open contract, and I get to my MOS school as being a common engineer, and they start pulling out the metal detectors and then start talking to us about mine sweeping and finding IEDs and mines. And I was like, Oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah. Really? So, you know, getting to, uh, 29 palms and starting to train and, you know, I get there December, 2008 and, you know, I'm off to Iraq in the, you know, fall of 2009 uh, 
you know, I do, you know, a deployment there, come back. We're doing route clearance. Um, found some IDs, got it blown up a few times. Uh, and coming back and then, you know, eight months later, volunteering to go back, go to Afghanistan as a combat replacement. Uh, they had a lot of KIAs and, you know, WIAs um, doing route clearance as well. In <laughs> my final de- combat deployment with that unit, uh, we're direct support to 2-4 uh, in Musa Kayla. I would say that, that deployment was the hardest by far. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, how did how did all those how did all those how did you navigate and overcome those difficulties, you know, with those with those deployments on you personally and then professionally and with you and your wife and how did you navigate those difficulties? How did, you know, where did your strategies come from, support systems? What, what are some of the lessons learned with all that, with the off-tempo so high during during combat? Yeah, uh, I would say 29, that, my first duty station was probably, I would say the closest I've been with friends. Uh, they, uh, the schoolhouse kept dumping classes upon classes into the unit to fill it up to, you know, their TO. So we had a really solid group of, of friends that we leaned on. The wives depended on each other. Um, we hung out every weekend. Um, you know, I call it like our tribe because, you know, in the, in the military, we don't have our, our family, you know, to right. depend on. We just have, you know, our brothers to our left and our right and, you know, our extended family the Marine Corps. So that was, I would say, had a big impact on getting through those tough times. Uh, I would say the second part, like, you know, professionally, that kind of the third deployment kind of put a lot of stressors because sweeping for IEDs every day, going on a patrol, getting shot at, you know, finding IEDs, man the gambit um sweeping at night trying to find stuff it was it was taxing on the mind so Mm. having to literally throw away your humanity to be able to not you know give a crap that's that's what got me through it um with the flip side of that, you're just numb to everything. Nothing really bothers you. Uh, so, you know, we would get shot at and we'd laugh or, you know, something would happen. And like, oh, another truck got blown up. Like nothing really mattered. It was, it was just, we made it life. You know, that, that, that was the grind. Um, yeah. But that took a huge toll on my personal life getting back. Um, my daughter was born February 21st, 2012, while I was in Afghanistan. Um, so I saw the birth of my daughter over Skype. Um, so a lot of the new generation doesn't really know what Skype is. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. But coming back, it was trying to get out of that, you know, numb mindset was very 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 hard 
Uh, with PTSD and everything and just being numb to things was very, very difficult. Yeah. You, you're a, you're, you're a big proponent of resilience, man. Building resilience, no matter what, no, uh, however you do it. And I know we spoke before on resiliency, dude, if you, you had, let's bring it back full circle for the listeners and for the young folk that don't know what you're going through, right? Because they can't relate. Let's bring it back full circle and make it relatable as possible. What tools can you provide them in terms of, you know, being numb to things or, uh, you know? So I wouldn't say being numb to things, but being able to, like, overcome them. But the way I overcome them was being numb to it. So just... If you turn off your, your humanity and not really, you know, it does make it so it doesn't affect you, then you better have a good support structure back in the rear to pull you out of it when you get back. Mm. Uh, but I would say to build the resiliency and just toughen the mind, um, my go-to is physical fitness. Um, and not just going on your three mile run, but actually taxing your body to a point of like wanting to quit, uh, and then pushing through those boundaries. And in the beginning, it might be small wins, but you know, later on, you know, you push the limit, push the limit, push the limit. And then when you get put in those very stressful situations, you know, you can kind of relate those, that physical fitness to be, you know, push through whatever scenario it is. Yeah. Uh, I even, I, my resiliency was even tested last year during, I did the Spartan Ultra Race out here in Hawaii in Kulau Ranch. Uh, It ended up being 13 and a half hours and a whole bunch of obstacles. Uh, My legs were seizing up. Uh, I definitely probably had a cup, he cased a few times on it. but my mind and my body were doing two different things. Uh, my body wanted to keep going, but my mind was like, hey, just fall off this cliff so you break your arm so you don't have to run anymore. <laughs> so it's like, so you're like, have an excuse to why you quit. Uh-huh. And those are the times where it's like, you battle yourself in your head to be like, no, I'm going to keep going. No, I'm going to keep going and do it. Just having that control, more of having that control, I would say. Yeah. Um, what what your what your thoughts are and how you're gonna execute? That makes sense. Hey, if you're if you're listening, you got to push yourself to your limit, whether it be physically, emotionally, spiritually. It sounds like, right? It it sounds like you're telling them to push themselves so they can't push no more. You know, and I know you you're really religious, you're, um, Izzy, but that's what's been drawing me closer and closer. Is you know you know, it's the Lord. And I recently started going back to church and, um, that's definitely helped with, you know, pushing through things or holding myself accountable because I have the, the Lord helping me out on the other hand. Yeah. That's good, uh, man. Yeah. If you're, so you're saying in all, in all that, when you look back with that, what were these tools that you know now, what they helped you back in, back in, uh, you know, 2010, 2011, 2013 kind of thing where you were in or sooner. Cause you're, you're older than me. That's maybe sooner than that. 
Yeah, I'm 35. Um, I'm, it's just a different, like, the Marine Corps is different back then. Um, so now, I would say what would have helped out more is having more, uh, like, leading by example with my staff and COs. Like, my staff and COs being more involved and, like, hey, man, how you doing? And seeing those triggers of, like, people's emotions and how they're acting you know, on their off time or how they are at work, uh, would, have, I think helped out more with a lot of the guys. Yeah. Uh, just genuine care, I would say, you know, cause I grew up in the Marine Corps. It was like, you know, the Iraq vets, you know, they did Fallujah, they did all this stuff. So it was like, it was shut up run and you're going to do what I say. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we just listened because they were the combat vets. So we just would grind and grind and grind. And, you know, we knew we had to because we wanted to live. So <laughs> it's either you train hard or you might not come home. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a different dynamic, different time for sure. If, uh, you know, before, before we end this little short session, man, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's a little just trying to get people to. Uh, to understand what adversity and then how resilient people are. Uh, they don't have to be service members, man. They just, it's just give them tools. Can you give one, what, if it, if you can name one thing right now, before we get off, can you, can you provide that tool for them? I would say self-confidence, uh, believing in yourself, uh, and when you say you're going to do something, like, do it and hold yourself accountable. Hmm. I think that's the number one thing that's hard. Uh, it's even hard for me now. But I would say, you know, actually find somebody that would actually hold you true to what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and that person for me is my wife. Uh, you know, it makes me upset sometimes, but she's definitely the one that, Holds me to the fire and makes me follow through with my commitments that I say I'm going to do. And, and, you know, if you don't have a wife and you got a best friend, you know, best friends tell you not so nice a thing sometimes, but it's the right thing to do or yeah. that you need to take care of. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, if you're just tuning in, uh, it, Garrett just provided the last minute, last minute tool for you. If get that person that's going to hold you accountable. That tell you, that's going to tell you what you need, not what you want. And if, uh, if you find friends and or relationships that, you know, make you feel good, uh, well, then you need to second guess the friendships that you really got. They got to make you uncomfortable. They got to push you to your limit. And uh, thanks, Garrett, if you're taking the time. I know you're at the beach enjoying the you know, one, hot, sunny see, weather. I got, one more, I got one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Everyone's got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Hmm. That's that's another one. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's good. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You got to get those relationships again. Those relationships that make you uncomfortable that definitely show you who you really are. Uh, Garrett, thanks for taking the time at the at the beach in uh, beautiful, sunny Oahu, the island of Oahu over there in Kailua. I think you're in Kailua, yeah? Uh, yeah, K-Bay. K-Bay, hey. 
enjoy the beach, enjoy the weather, get nice and golden for me. I'll get nice <laughs> and pale for you and go through seasonal depression with you. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. All right, dog, later. All right, later. And this, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. This is Pit Talk, Pulling Pits and the Pains with your host, Gunny G. We out. You are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of 15 rounds, make it condition one weapon. Get the line ready. The line is ready. Shooters firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact. Podcast featuring active service members to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and history. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, you are discretion advised.